Hello, football fans, and welcome to this week's episode of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, we'll look back at all the action from the weekend in the Premier League, including Man City falling further behind in the title race, West Ham stunned Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, and Jose makes it free from free. We'll also look at all the action from the Championship, as well as a round-up from the second round of the FA Cup, including Altrincham's trip to Portsmouth. Pete has another teaser, and Chris gets his stat book out for the Wonders of White. As always, lots to talk about, so here we go with episode 14 of View from the Sideline podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Rich here, and as always, Chris is with us. How are you doing, Chris? Hi Rich, how are you doing? All right, sorry about that. Phone in the office just beeped. I'll make sure it doesn't interrupt me anymore. Um, so, how are you doing? Yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate. All good, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, yeah. Um, so, we've got lots to talk about this week. So, we'll crack on with Pete's teaser, um, like we always do. So, uh, what have you got for us this week, Pete? Which striker was top scorer for his club for four consecutive seasons from 1998? He scored 84 goals in 184 games. He also scored 32 times for Bermuda in 36 games and is holder of an MBE. Okay, he's angry. Oh, Bermuda. He, he's, he's angry. Um, it's probably just worth uh, mentioning that um, I saw Pete yesterday and he wants us to change the rules with regards to the podcast. All oh, so right, what's this? Because there's two of us and only one of him, yeah. his suggestion is that we only get half a point. For a correct answer. Um, oh, all right. Okay. I, th- I think it's also the fact that if we adopt those rules, uh, he'll be ahead by five points to four. But I, I'm up for that challenge if you are, Chris. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll... I actually think I might know the answer to this one. So. Well, I've got someone in mind, but. <coughs> but he's I, the only, he's the only striker from right. Bermuda that I. So. <laughs> well, the, the the player I'm thinking of, I'm not even sure if. Um, he is from Bermuda, oh. so <laughs> I don't know. It might be a bit, <laughs> might be a bit of a stab in the dark. So we might have to go with your option. Um, but we'll we'll crack on with the Premier League review, and we're going to start at Old Trafford. Man United two, Aston Villa two. So United continue their poor start to the season. I think it's now their worst start for thirty-one years, which is pretty unheard of, really. Um, I don't know what you thought of the game, Chris. It was it was pretty end to end, to be honest with you. But like you said, I think it it highlights the, how frail that the United you know, defence can be at times. I I don't as a I'm not obviously a fan of theirs, but obviously if you were a fan, I think you'd be getting start to get a little bit ticked off about how many times how many goals you can see as well. I think Maguire was brought in this season to try and shore it up a bit, but it just has it hasn't worked and it's not clicked for me. I, I, it it just feels like there's something still missing from that from that defence. But as a collective as well, the team I think that they are missing. I think they are going to need to sign people that I reckon at least three or four key players they need in that in that squad. But take nothing away from Villa here. Grealish's goal, the first goal. Oh, was, what a goal! Was, that was, was a, a great was, goal. Was a wonder strike for him and. He's really he is really starting to stand out, I think, in that team as well. He's he's a few times this season, I think he's been well ahead of the rest 
of the players, but also a good mention to, to I think it's Trezeguet. I thought he, he had a good game as well. Um, well I, mean, yeah, was... I look forward to Greenish signing for Spurs in January. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just going back to your point on United with transfers, yeah. uh, it, it all seems a little bit uneasy for me at the moment, especially with the speculation around Solskjaer and whether he's going to stay or not. I'm not sure they're going to start investing no. with, with, with the team in the position they're in and the manager under the pressure he's under. And also, there's there's no guarantee he's going to stay. What it is with me for United at the moment is they're so stop-start. If, if we go back sort of over their last five or six games, they, they beat Norwich away Um and then it was almost like a false dawn, like it was, oh, they've come out the other side, a decent performance, a good three points. The very next game, they lose to Bournemouth. Then they beat Brighton, and it's almost like they're out of it again. And then you've got two draws with Sheffield United and Villa. And these are games that you'd be expecting United to win. And there's almost, for me, there's almost a, a thought process there that they've, They've forgotten what a massive club they yeah. are. And sort of mid-table seems to be okay, which I, I just don't, I, I don't get at the moment. When you see United. when you see like the 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 fixtures for the next weekend, I, I don't I don't see me looking down and saying, Oh, that's a definite win for Manchester United. I don't I don't see that anymore. I always well, think to well, myself, they, they this is definitely a team they can They play Spurs stumble. tomorrow. Spurs tomorrow at home and then I think they're away. Well, they've got Man City. I think they're. I think they're away to City. So, I mean, the the, the next two games are realistically games that, that they may lose both of them. Um, and then if results go against them, they could find themselves dropping down the table, which um, isn't acceptable for United. But I, I, I agree with you in the respect we can't take anything away from Villa in this game. They they thoroughly deserved the point, and maybe they even deserve to win it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I'm not a United fan. But I, I wouldn't have said that a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to another team that, that's struggling a bit um, in Arsenal. So again, two all draw away at Norwich. So same sort of thing for me. I think I think Norwich probably deserved to win this one. Well, they they, they dominated the majority of the, the the chances in the second half. Um, I think that you could count on all your fingers how many chances they actually did have in just that second half alone. But um, again, Arsenal's defending, uh, I, I think, can be highlighted in this one, especially for the first goal. They were a bit all over the place for Pukki's finish. Um, they're just Obviously, slow. I think they're slow. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't afford to play a high line because they've got no pace at the back at all. Oh, yeah, definitely. And But, uh, you know, Norwich took their chances and took their chances as well. I, I, as with Grealish in, in the game before we talked about this, uh, Cantwell for Norwich, who, who's probably their standout. I know Pookie's had a good season, but Cantwell seems to be their most consistent player this season so far. Um but yeah, I thought I thought they probably deserved to win that. Obviously, with no no manager for Arsenal now, so they're they're in the hunt for one. So it's a recurrent theme this week. It's a, a couple. Of, I'll, I'll be interested to see who takes that job. That that that's going to be yeah. There's a lot of names. Everybody's being linked to it. But yeah. In my view, there's bigger jobs than Arsenal out there at the moment. So I think when you're talking about sort of top level managers, I think there's probably other places they're going to end up but I think 
you know, whoever whoever does end up going in there, I think the first thing they need to sort out is that defence. It's something that Emery just put to the, the, the you know the side when he when he was looking for players. He, he kind of strengthened up top, but he failed to strengthen at the back. And you know, well, they bought David Luiz, but to be fair, I don't think that's really done anything for them. Well, I understand, Chris. You've got inside info. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this. So, just to let everyone know, yesterday Chris quoted, but or actually, he quoted that Brendan Rodgers will be at Arsenal by yeah, by no. the end of the weekend, but he yeah. wouldn't reveal his sources. Um, oh. But but also in that conversation, Chris Hewton was going to Watford by the end of yesterday. Well, well so, yeah, so that yeah. Hasn't come but true, I haven't but spoken. To I can't see it myself. It was, it was it was delayed, but you know I, I can't. Uh, you, I just you, you won't reveal your sources. No, I just think that Rod. I think he might be. Te- I know he's doing a good job with Leicester, but I think there might be the temptation just to. I think there's a step backwards at the moment. The, the, way, it, the way Arsenal are at the moment, I, I don't maybe, see it as a, but as a good move. Maybe more long term. I, I don't know. It's hard to. I, you Plus, know, I've, just, I've just started to like him again, so I don't want him to go to <laughs> Arsenal. And no. just, I'm just going to get your view on one point in this match, and it was I, I find I found it sort of rather frustrating. So the, the the penalty for Arsenal, where it's retaken because of encroachment. Yeah. Now, I know the rules are the rules. So there's with VAR, there's almost no hiding from it. So players know that if they encroach in the area before before the so, penalty's taken, it's exactly, going to be yeah. retaken. And there yeah. was there was a delay in this in this penalty kick being taken because the ref was talking to the players about encroachment. What? Why do they do it? Now, the Norwich the Norwich player that that encroached into the area. Admittedly, he was the one who cleared the rebound after Tim Crawford saved the penalty. But the nearest Arsenal player was probably about six or seven yards away from him. So, I mean, it was a, quite a simple clearance. Don't encroach. If the ref's telling you and you know it's going to be retaken, why do it? Well, especially now with VAR when they're, they're like hot it, on it, they can see it. So. Yeah, but the, yeah. the amount of... The amount of sort of complaints and that that were coming from the Norwich players towards the ref after after it was after it was uh, awarded to retake it don't moan about it if you're going to encroach exactly run over <laughs> right okay so we'll move on um this is one for you Chris I've been waiting for this so this this is why I love football so you've got West Ham a team that haven't won in eight games. They've not won away in the Premier League since August against a team who've only lost once in their last ten. Explain. What happened? Uh, uh, I would say that there was little composure when it came to finishing in front of the goal um, on Chelsea's behalf. And West Ham took... The chance that they had, their one big chance of the game they took. Um, I don't even think it was a chance. It was it was a great goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not nailed on to score from there. But I, I know you missed Tammy Abraham. But I mean, there's got to be some sort of done and all the transfer ban. There's got to be some sort of depth. You can't miss one player that badly, surely. On that performance, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trying to cheer you up. I just, yeah, uh, it's a strange, it's a strange one. 
you know, I, well, there's nothing really. I can't defend anything because we were, you know, we weren't at our best, and that's that's the truth. It's the first time I think this season, other than the United game, that we have looked vulnerable, very vulnerable throughout the yes. whole play. He obviously rested Cante as well. So, is there a change in the mindset when it comes to January if the ban's lifted? No, I, I still don't think they'll. I don't think they'll sign. I think the only thing they will do is maybe sign a left back if it's uh, if the ba- if the ban is lifted, which I believe they should find out by the end of next week. So, yeah. Well, no winning free, and the uh, the gap has is closing. Can I just say something? Quickly. This is, this is probably no, a bit controversial. What's this about the goal, their goalkeeper and him keeping this clean sheet and all this story behind it? I don't care. I really, I really couldn't care anything. He's a goalkeeper. He's supposed to stop goals from going in. So why? And that, why ladies, is... that ladies and gentlemen, is the voice <laughs> of a sour loser. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I was like, why is it such a big deal that he kept a clean sheet? Just, it's was... not. It's not just that though. So I mean, he's, this he's, happens he's... week in, week out. No, no, no. But but this guy, so he's thirty three years old, and it's it's wow. his premier it's his Premier League debut. He's, he's the... obviously not that good then, is he? he he's he's a. He's the son of a West Ham legend. He's been a West Ham fan his whole life. Right. He hasn't. He hasn't had an opportunity to to get to start in the Premier League, and to keep a clean sheet. That's that's what being a goalkeeper is all about. And I just think it's it's a mixture of three or four bits of emotion. No. And I, I think it's a good story. No, I'm I think not it's a it. good story. If it, if, it was, it. if it was, if it was, I don't know. Kerry Dixon's son scoring his first goal for Chelsea in the Premier League, you'd be all over it. Stop being bar humbug. It's his job. Yeah, and he did it very well. All right, he did move it on. very well. Oh no, let's talk about Chelsea some more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll go to Anfield, Liverpool, Brighton. Um bit of nerves around Anfield, I think. I think Matt Ryan kept Brighton in it Stay- early on, but two Two almost identical goals from from Van Dyke. Um, well, both both set up by the same bloke as well, Alexander yeah. Arnold. Probably one of the best crosses I think in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. But um, when Liverpool go two 0 up, you almost kind of feel that they're going to run riot a bit and get maybe four. Well, five, they, six. this is it. They didn't. They they took the foot off their gas, and then their keeper. Uh, Decided he was going to play a bit of wow. handball outside. So this was one of my. I mean, it, 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 you could see how angry Van Dyke was when when he got sent off. <laughs> that it was just needless. I mean, there's there's probably even something to say. Although it would go down as a horrendous error if he just sort yeah. of let the ball bounce over him, let Brighton score. I think the salt it, was that. Do is. you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's two one. They're probably still going to win the game, but. I know Allison obviously he got obviously got injured first game of the season and it hasn't affected Liverpool that greatly. Um, I mean they're not sort of racking up the, the clean sheets, but they're scoring so many goals, they're winning games. I I don't see the fact that um, Allison is now suspended. I don't see I don't it as being gonna, a huge problem. No, to I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. I mean I think fa- a, he's a decent keeper and he oh, he's well. he's played the majority of the season. Yeah, the free kick 
and he just wasn't ready, I think, for the free kick, was he? It was a good bit of... Well, it's because it took him dunk. so long to line the wall up. <laughs> he, <laughs> just hit, he, just, he didn't even hit it that hard, don't he? He, just, he, just, he was very accurate into the corner. Yeah. And keep yeah. reading Elio. But, but, you know, as, as champions will do, Liverpool hang on. Uh, exactly what I was going to say. It, it, it's, we, we, there's a bit of a theme now with some Liverpool uh, performances where they're not playing great, but, but they're getting the three points. Um, so, well, I mean, we'll go on to who are perceived to be the, well, we the, thought, the uh, biggest contenders. Rivals, uh, it's not looking so, like that, is it? Newcastle, Man City. Um, have we seen? Know. Have we seen goal of the season from Kevin De Bruyne? It has to be up there. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. It reminds me of Tony Yeboah's goal. Those, those, those of, years ago. Those sorts of strikes are the ones that you practice day in day out when you were little at the park, and you were always trying to hit it in off the crossbar. That's the sort of goal that was. But yeah, there's there's no better goal than off the underside of the crossbar then bouncing into the roof of the net. You know, they took the lead took the lead twice and twice Newcastle pegged them back. So Yeah, but I think that so City for me at the moment I, I just start off. I mean, I think the title race is over now. I mean, as, yeah. as, as well as Leicester are playing, I'm not sure they're going to I'm not sure they're going to sustain it for the whole season, although I mean, I hope they do because I love watching Leicester play. Um Man City look different to me at the moment the whole sort of ticky tacky football around the box now almost seems to have been replaced by latching onto deflections and bobbling balls and sort of like with Sterling's first goal it almost ricocheted into his path whereas before it would be three or four passes um, sort of cross across the face of the goal and he'd put it into an empty net and at the back as well, the Newcastle equaliser, so Shelby's goal, it reminded me of when we spoke about Wolves a couple of weeks ago and they did a similar thing where they just laid it across the area and 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 it was put in with a shot with no pressure on at all. It reminded me of that, which it doesn't seem very City-like to me. And no, there does seem to be something missing. I, I, well, I know, one, I know they win, are one win they, in five, yeah, which, then, which was against each other. no clean sheet in seven. I which, think they are missing Laporte. I, I think it, he was their main their main defender, and it, it is. I think at the moment it's clear to see why. I don't think that they can defend very well at the moment. I think I, I, I just think that they're relying on De Bruyne too much. I mean, Aguero seems. I'm not sure if he's injured or, or, but Jesus seems to be playing. But they just, they just seem like they're running on empty a little bit already, which, which is a bit worrying. And it's a, is it eleven points or twelve, eleven point gap now? They're, they're relying on Liverpool. To lose, well, they're relying on Liverpool to either lose four games and they haven't lost all season, or draw, yeah. or draw a hell of a lot of games. Yeah. So. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, a huge match tonight for Man City away at Burnley. They, they need to get a win there. If they don't get a win, then um, Liverpool at home to Everton this week. Then I think it. I think it could be all over before Christmas. Um, but we'll, we'll move on to Spurs Bournemouth. Um, I can talk about this with glee, Chris, and I will not moan about the Bournemouth keeper not, or, uh... or mock him in any way. But no. It's funny how a few weeks can change 
change your outlook in football. Um, I would, I'd, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not you missing, fully you missing satisfied. <laughs> I'm still not fully satisfied with Jose because I, I was a big Poch fan. But another win for Spurs. So, so three out of three since Jose came. Uh, I mean, there is a concern about the amount of goals we're we're conceding, especially late on. I mean, the yeah. the West Ham game pretty much mirrored the the Bournemouth game where we're three 0 up, cruising. Two late goals. Uh, we're scoring goals. So it's, a, it's a 10 in the three games since Mourinho arrived. But we've also conceded six in that time, which is a which little is, bit worrying. It's odd as well, because Mourinho's always... I thought he's always kind of had that defensive mindset to him. It's just... It's strange to see I think he's see saying him. he's changed, though. I think, yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of talk about the it's fact good. that it's it changed. Makes, it makes your games interesting. But, you know, when you're, like, too... Like three goals out, and you can see twice is a bit worrying. No, Obviously, it's not great. But I mean, there are positives. I mean, the Deli Ali's form has been huge for Spurs. He looks I like mean, a different player. Yeah, absolutely. Two two good goals at the weekend. Um, very similar goals, but 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 good nonetheless. So and do you do you think if Poch was to stay, do you think you would have won those three games? Or? No. No, I don't. Think. But so one one thing I've noted that bear in mind he's playing with the same squad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's an absolute fact. But as a Spurs fan at the moment, it almost seems like we've got options. We've got options in different. Take out the fullbacks because I think fullback position, maybe not right side so much. But uh, I know Danny Rose. Uh, he, he's. I mean, Mourinho picked Vertonghen at left back at the weekend and Danny Rose was on the bench. Vertonghen's not a left back. So I'm not sure whether something's going on there. And I think right back, although Serge Aurier has been playing well since Mourinho came, I think there's probably still a question mark there, but I, I sort of look at our midfield options and like, so Eric Dyer's been getting starts under Mourinho and you've got Sissoko, Harry Winks and Dombele. We, we've got these players now. And if you think up, up front, Zamora, Son, Kane, Obviously, Deli Alley in there as well. It's almost like we've got options now, but under Poch, we didn't feel like that, even though the playing staff's exactly the same. Um, so it's a little bit strange, but I mean, I have I have read this morning that apparently Ericsson's told Mourinho that he wants to go. Um, he was an unused sub at the weekend, so read into that what you will. Um, yeah. But I, I'm I'm not bothered if he goes, and I've, I've been like that for. Probably a month or so now. What what is a positive? I think that so that there's reports in the press that Vertonghen's wants to sign a new deal, which I think is a, is a huge plus. But the one player for me that he has to sort out is Toby Alderweireld. He he's he's performing at such a high level for Spurs, and he's not just that sort of defensive centre half. I mean, the first goal against Bournemouth shows he's got the ability to, to, to do that 50, 60-yard pinpoint pass, which immediately puts Spurs on the attack. So he's the one for me that has to stay. Um, and to be honest with you, for the first time, and I can probably ever, I think we're going into the game against United at Old Trafford tomorrow, and I'm pretty confident we're going to win, which... I don't ever remember as a Spurs fan being able to say that we're going to go to Man United and we're confident we're going to win. But I think we'll get three points tomorrow. You reckon? 
Yeah, I'm confident we will. Yeah, I mean, we won there last season uh, pretty comfortably. And I think the the form that the team are in, um, and I know form goes out the window sometimes in games like this, but yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> I think we'll get three points and then just continue going up the table. Um, so yeah, good win. Happy with that. Uh, so we'll go to, to Burnley, Burnley Palace. For me, this was the surprise result of the weekend. Don't think I saw well, this one coming. Obviously, Zaha getting getting another goal, but the defender for the second goal was not to be admired. I'm not sure, really sure what Ben Lee was doing. He's kind of like kicked it in the air, but as he kicked I'd, it in the air, he kicked it behind him. <laughs> but I, I, I think the keeper's probably Nick Pope's at fault for the first well, one. I think. Oh yeah, I think we, we, we should be getting beaten there. Yeah, yeah, should be getting beaten at your near post. So I don't know. Yeah, I was always surprised. Uh, but Palace are one of those teams they've got a lot of fight behind them so you never really know and they take their chances as well, they don't create a, a huge amount of chances in games but when they do, they do tend to score them mm-hmm. uh, for Burnley uh, the results they have been getting recently I think can kind of make up for maybe this one slip up Well, uh, yeah, I mean they've come off the back of two 3 uh, nil wins and this fixture's almost... It, 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 when Burnley are at home, I'd expect Burnley to win. But when the fixture's reversed and Palace are at home, I almost expect Palace to win. And it's only goal difference separating these two at the moment. Yeah. They're both on 18 points, mid-table. I think from the season Burnley had last year with Europa League and a, a pretty dreadful start, I think they'll be pretty happy. But I, I agree with you. Palace are one of those sides that they will take they will take the chances they get, although they don't create a lot. But I mean, Roy Hodgson, he's got to be delighted with that. Oh, he's yeah. got to be delighted with that three points. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to St Mary's, so Southampton, Watford. So uh, if you the, if ma- you're in... the match that cost Kike <laughs> uh, Flores his job second for the, time for the second, second time. time round at Watford. What do you um, do from there? I, I was. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about the the main incident. So, so the handball, handball for the first goal. Gine- what, what do you Gine- think? Gineppo, Gineppo, is that Yeah, it. we're calling yeah. that. It's one of those where only he's going to know if it was deliberate. To me, uh, it didn't look deliberate, but it's still handball, so I don't really know. That's exactly if, if my that's point. A, I, surely if I that's, if that's a that, defender... That's not deliberate. It's not no, deliberate, it's, but it is handball. If it's a defender, if it's in, if it's a defender doing that inside the box, then I would have thought that would have been a penalty. So, well, I, I, kind, I kind of relate it to the the, the penalty Norwich in the, in the Norwich Arsenal game, where that it's slightly different circumstances in in where the defenders being. Um, being sort of nudged in the back and his arm is in the air, but that that's not an intentional handball. No, the, no. the ball has hit his hand. So so for me, there's no difference. And I think that VAR's here, whether you like it or not, and if anything, it, it is upholding the rules of the game. Whether the rule's wrong or not, that's a different story. But that is handball. He, the ball has hit his hand and it's rolled into his path. So in a way, he's got an advantage. It's, 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 it's handball. Yeah, 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 yeah. And especially yeah. when you're talking about 
the, the manager loses it. I, I know he, he hasn't lost his job on that one performance, but he's lost his job because of the results since he's come back. But a lucky break for Saints, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think in the... in the How long has he been in charge for? What, eight, nine games, maybe? I think they he's haven't. had ten. I think he's had ten games back. They he's won one. They haven't improved, have they? But I still don't believe in, in sacking your manager. Well, they sacked their first manager after, what, four, what, five, six games? Yeah, but I mean, Another there was, there was a hangover from last season. When yeah. One for, for, for however long. It was always going to be risky bringing him back. Um, yeah. But I mean, there was a there was a big three points up on offer there. Um, and I think, it. yeah, so a draw and a win from their last two for Saints. And they go into to a match at home against Norwich tomorrow. So then that's a huge game as well. So we'll see how they get on. But Saints, I don't think Saints are going to worry about how they get the points as long as they get them. Uh, so we go we go to the King Power Leicester Everton. Now, uh. the 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 first half just seemed to be how many penalties can we appeal for? I think Leicester had four penalty shouts in the first half. Iose well, I, I Perez was on the floor an awful lot. Yeah, but but the one that was given and then overturned. There's such a split opinion on this because. To me, there's no contact. Well, it didn't look on the replay. It doesn't look like he's touched him at all. But, no, but but he's fallen in a way where it. it but but it the seems law that states the law states if you if you trip or attempt to trip an opponent. Now, I think there's a valid argument from a Leicester perspective. Obviously, at the time they were one 0 down. What's Chilwell meant to do? Because if he doesn't do what he does to avoid the challenge he's going to get taken out. So what's he meant to do? Run into yeah. his leg? And then you go into a whole different conversation. I actually changed my mind on this. I saw it a couple of times and I, I, I'm positive there's no contact, but I don't think it should have been overturned because I don't know what else he's he's supposed to do. So it's a, it's a difficult one, but I was surprised it was overturned. But... This is another one. Why is the ref not going to the monitor? I know it's on the big screen, but why is he not going to the monitor? They just don't like it, do they? <laughs> Whoa. Scared of it. All, all that yeah. sort of fuss to put screens at the side of the pitch and no one's using them. But um, I mean, as far as the rest of the match is concerned, I don't. I mean, I've heard quite a lot that Everton played pretty well, but they played all right. But it I was, don't, I it don't was, think they offered anything. No, really, the, apart goal, from the, the goal they scored, the goal that they did score was was against the run of play. There was no no doubt about it. But you know, Leicester second half were a lot lot better. As soon as Perez came off, actually, and in actually kind of changed the tempo of their attack. Uh, I thought, speaking I thought speaking of Iniacho, so it is. I, I I find this so sort of funny to talk about, but so the winning goal. I mean, this just shows sort of the margins there are in football. And bear in mind, I mean that defeat could cost Marco Silva his job. But so he wheels away, does the whole knee slide, and sort of goes crazy because he scored the winning goal. Um, when you're when you're sort of listening to the commentary, that they're saying the flags up, the flags up. So you. You almost feel a bit sorry for him because of the level of celebration that he's put into it, but you know that the linesman's put his flag up. But then, especially the time the goal was in the last minute, then it goes to VAR, and that that decision is overturned by the smallest of margins. 
So you almost go from agony to ecstasy in sort of the space of 60 seconds. But uh, I, I feel a bit embarrassed for players when they go full out knee slide celebration. <laughs> then, th- then goals are disallowed because you look you look just, a bit silly. But luckily just do what uh, Tyro Minks did. He scored that nice volley at Old Trafford. He just, he just started running back to the well, side. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know yeah. if that's a goal. I'll just, yeah. I'll just run. I'll just run. But, that would make it a bit dull, but good win for um, us today. They've to get back in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the noise that's generated at, at the King Power. I mean, the fans are crazy at Leicester, um, and I think it shows how far Leicester have come. They they pretty much dominated that game from start to finish. They they ran it in midfield, and uh, well, like with Grealish, I look forward to Madison signing for Spurs as well. It's gonna, it's gonna well, bolster up. This is quite the shopping list you've got going it's on. Gonna, here. Well, I've been consistent with it. It will definitely oh, bolster yeah. our options. Uh, so the last game, so Molyneux, Wolves, Sheffield United. Um, as a neutral, I think they're probably two of the most liked clubs in the league. Well, um, yeah, two Sheffield. very different styles. But I thought Sheffield United, they could have been out of sight in the first sort of twenty twenty five yeah. minutes. They don't lose away from home, mate. You know that's that's just fact. They haven't lost away from home since January. No. Uh, and Jimenez just seems to be involved in everything that Wolves do going forward. And he obviously won Player of the Month as well for uh, November, so rightly deserved as well. I think a draw was probably a fair result. But oh yeah, this is, this is an interesting comparison. That was Wolves' twenty seventh game of the season across the Premier League, EFL and Europe. And Sheffield United have only played 16. So Wolves have played nearly double the amount of games as Sheffield United. It's crazy, isn't it? And for me, there's a theme with Wolves. When they play in Europe, that they almost... They they take the first half to get going in their next Premier League. Yeah. It's the same sort of this. First half, they weren't really at the races, but second half, they... They've done what we, we we know they can do, and they're they're a great side to watch. Wolves. Well, believe it or not, this is these are the two teams that could potentially get that other Europa League spot in the league. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that will wrap it up for the Premier League review today. We'll be back in part two, where we'll start off with a look at the action in the Championship over the weekend, and also the FA Cup matches. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's episode of View from the Sideline podcast. So we're going to start part two with a look at the championship. So West Brom, they returned to the top of the table last night with a 1-0 win away at Preston. Uh, Charlie Austin getting a late penalty, I think it was in the 89th minute, uh, which meant West Brom have won their last five games and they remain two points clear at the top. I forgot Charlie Austin was at West Brom. To be honest, um, just as well he is because he scored the penalty. Uh, so they remain two points ahead of Leeds, uh, who are in the other automatic promotion place. They won 4-0 at Middlesbrough, uh, which was also their fifth win in a row. Uh, there's a bit of a gap now uh, between the automatic places and, and the playoff places. So five points uh, to third, which is Fulham. Uh, they won 2-1 away at Swansea. Nottingham Forest are in fourth, but they fell to a surprise defeat at home to Cardiff. Bristol City are in fifth. They thrashed Huddersfield 5-2. And the final playoff place is taken by Preston, 
Uh, but as mentioned, they, they lost to West Brom last night. At the bottom, Barnsley, they won their first game since the first game of the season, uh, hey. which is crazy to <laughs> think. So they beat Hull 3-1. Uh, but they're still two points behind Stoke, who are in 23rd. They lost 2-1 at Blackburn. Oh, sorry, at home to Blackburn. And Wigan, they make up the final relegation place. They lost 3-1 to Reading. Um, bit of a shout-out to, to Brentford. Uh, they won 7-0, you know, just as you do. Uh, unfortunately, Luton were on, were on the receiving end of that beating. It was 5-0 at half-time. <laughs> so... Only two goals in the second half, so it must be a dull second half. But yes, seven nil, pretty impressive. So uh, League One, there was no games uh, played due to the FA Cup, and there was only one game in League Two, where Bradford travelled to Macclesfield and it ended one all. Uh, so the point doesn't really do a lot for either team. Uh, Macclesfield remain in fourteenth, and Bradford remain in the final playoff place, uh, but neither team moved up or down. Uh, so, Chris, do you want to take us yeah, through, I'll take you through the form and Yeovil. the FA Cup? Yeah, so the uh, FA Cup started last Friday. And unfortunately, one of the non-league teams, Molden and Tiptree, just missed out on a replay against Newport. They were minutes away from doing so. Newport scored in the 91st minute. So, yeah, very, very unlucky there. Obviously That's a for, killer. That's a killer time. Well, yeah, for a, club, for a club, obviously, of their size, a... a, a even just a replay or, or obviously just getting their name in that hat for the third round draw would have been would have been nice. Uh, but there were also uh, wins for Port Vale and AFC Fylde. Uh, Fylde beat Kingstonian by two goals to nil. Uh, Eastleigh and Crew, so Eastleigh the other non-league side, uh, they managed to get a draw uh, with Crew, so that one goes to a replay. And a couple of all-League two sides, Forest Green drew Carlisle to all. And also Oxford beat Walsall by a goal to nil. Uh, so quickly, our team, uh, the FA Cup, unfortunately, just <laughs> just went out. That went down uh, to the wire uh, as yeah. well. What so, a time to concede. Absolutely gutted. Yeah. So Orchard, unfortunately, are out. Uh, they lost to Portsmouth due to a 94th minute winner. Um, I have seen on Twitter, obviously, we have got a few Auction fans that follow. Uh, they were a bit gutted and they thought it was a bit unlucky that they actually did end up losing that game. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, but well done to Pompey. Uh, we've, got, we've got to say it very quietly because Portsmouth yeah, are now, now our team. Yeah, unfortunately for Rich, he, he lives in Southampton, so it's, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not going to broadcast it, but Portsmouth, um, Portsmouth go away to Fleetwood in the third round. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure who's going to be favourite to progress from there. But we, we may be we may be stuck with Portsmouth. I don't want to say stuck. That's not the right thing to say. But uh, I won't f- be broadcasting it. There were a few more non-league casualties on Sunday in FA Cup. Blackpool beating Maidstone three-one. Tranmere beating Chichester five-one. Peterborough beating Dover 3-0 and Northampton beating Notts County by three goals to one. However, there was one non-league side that did manage to get a draw against League One Rochdale Boston. 0-0, so they will play a replay. And I think they've got a decent draw as well. Yeah, they've got so home to Newcastle. Yeah, so big, big incentive for them. Um, And like we said, uh, Fleetwood, 
who are playing Poppy, they beat Crawley, so they're through. Then the one game last night. Oh, what a game. <laughs> Were they 3 1 oh. three, 3 0 down with 25 minutes to go or something? So Solihull Moors uh, off the National League were 3 0 up with 14 minutes to go. And I don't want to say blew it because uh, not many would have obviously expected the. Uh, they blew it, Chris. The they, they, they blew it. Uh, but, if you're 3 0 uh, up with 15 minutes to go, you've got to win. But yeah, so. No Rotherham did end up winning the game. Uh, Michael Smith scored two very late goals. Um, but credit to uh, Chiod. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna murder this guy's name. <laughs> Chiod Ogbene Chiodze, who actually assisted three out of four of the goals. So he he only came on in the 54 minutes. So oh, they must be gutted. But yeah, Rotherham go through in that one. So uh, so yeah. So just just on the third round, I mean, there's there's some good ties that came oh, out. I mean, Merseyside derby, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. immense. Wolves Man United, which is a repeat, I think that was the third round last season as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Where Wolves, Wolves won, won that. Yeah. yeah, they did, yeah. You, so you'd think that they'd be favourites. So it's probably favourites going yeah, forward as well. Probably. So. Chelsea Forest. Big game. Forest doing quite well this season. Yeah, so, yeah, it could be a tricky game. Spurs away at Middlesbrough, which I like. I like that sort of tie. Um Plus, Middlesbrough are struggling this season, but it's the cup, so you never know. But um, f- from a non-league perspective, AFC filed. They got Sheffield United away, which is a great tie for them. Yeah, um, that will probably they'll probably put that on on TV as well, which is yeah, yeah. Good and Arsenal leads. That that's a that's a decent that's a tie game. as well. So we see who's in charge of Arsenal at the time. But yeah, so good good ties. Um, f- from a podcast perspective, we'll be we'll be picking up. Portsmouth away at <laughs> Um So yeah, unfortunately the the, the the journey's over for Altrincham, but they'll always they'll always have a bit of history with us, I guess, because they, they were the uh, they were the first team we had that actually won. Yeah, so. but we still we still follow the other teams as well. Follow yeah, them on Twitter yeah, to see yeah, their yeah, results absolutely. every uh, Just a quick one on the national league. So Yeovil, a feisty game. Uh, saw actually both teams reduced to 10 men in the first half. The game ended in 1 all. Uh, Reese Murphy scoring a 97 minute equaliser for Yeovil. So, fourth place, six points off Barrow in first. So, still going strong. Picking up a lot of draws, though. Yeah, but still fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your positive. You, you've you suddenly become a, a, a more aligned to Yeovil because they didn't lose rather than it, Chelsea because they well, did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll just give you a quick update on predictions. So, um, as as I predicted last week, your dad beat both of us. Yeah, he did. Um, so he got a score of sixteen. Um, uh, so it was eleven for me because I got the golden goal, which was a bonus. Because without that, I would have struggled like you did, Chris. Only getting yeah. six. I, I just can't seem to do right with that moment. So. so you're dropping like a stone. Yeah. You, you're in a run of form, which I was in probably not, a month yeah, or so yeah. ago. Um, but there's less than a point between us now in our averages. The games uh, games are coming thick and fast. They are. Ones, so. They are. Yeah. And we've also we've got a midweek one. So this week it's Mark. He's going to be taking us on. Um, just for the Premier League games uh, this midweek, and then we'll be back with another. Another round at the weekend. So uh, we'll get the 
results and uh, games out onto social media. So the results from last week and then obviously what's coming up this week. Um, so I've been looking forward to this because I want to know what stats you've got for when Chelsea lose. So this is going to be interesting. My, my, my thought is that you're going to avoid any Chelsea stats, but here we go. So, Wonder, wonders of white. So excluding penalties, Aston Villa have conceded the most set-piece goals this season. That's nine. Raul Jimenez has been involved in 21 goals in 25 games in all competitions. That is the most of any player this season in the Premier League. Watford have now set two permanent managers this season, making this the earliest side has seen two managers sacked in the Premier League since 2004, which was held by Southampton. And last but not least... Vivian Medema was directly involved in all of Arsenal women's 10 goals against Bristol City, six goals and four assists. She broke her own previous record of three goals, two assists against Liverpool in 2018. That is a stat. There's also, so I think Arsenal ladies, and so the first team for Arsenal ladies and obviously the men's first team, there was an aggregate score of 13-3, I think, across the, across the two games, and the men's team still didn't win. <laughs> it's crazy. And there's also Watford. I think that there was a thing going around for Watford about the last time they had a manager that lasted more than two years. And I think it was Malky Mackay. So that's how far back you're going Blimey. to find the last time Watford had. I've done stealing your thunder. I apologize. Well, well no, because I think so. I I heard on match of the day that their their last six managers, I think, on average, have lasted twenty five games. Yeah. Bad times. Bad times. Not for Chris Hutton though. When when's he going to be appointed, Chris? Uh, by the end of tomorrow. Okay, that's the, that is breaking news. Um, he'll be there by. I close the play tomorrow. Okay, so uh, let's try and earn half our point. <laughs> half a point for the teaser. So we're gonna we'll adopt Pete's suggestion. So we're we're five four down. So boo boo exactly. So this week's question: Which striker was top scorer for his club for four consecutive seasons from nineteen ninety eight? Scored 84 goals in 184 games and also scored 32 times for Bermuda in 36 games and holds an MBE. I'm pretty confident of this one. Well, the only person I can... Oh, right, I'm out. So the only person I could think of was Ricardo Fuller. And when he was at Stoke. But I don't know whether he's Jamaican. Ah, oh, there you go, I'm out. And I, I can't I, remember Ricardo Fuller ever getting an MBE. I actually know this because when I was doing the... When I used to do the, uh, I suppose, the stat of whatever it was we used to do last season, this is actually one that I came across. So I actually know the answer to this. The answer is actually Sean Gota. So. Sean Gota? Yeah. So when he was at Man City, yeah, was he top scorer? At Man City? He was, yeah. And he holds an MBE. He does, yeah. Do we need to Google this just just to confirm well, I'll, that, I'll you, that you're it. right? I'm very, I'm very confident of this. Okay, 
because when I was we, doing we, this, just, we just want to make sure it's all above yeah, board, you know. Well, when I was good, when I was uh, looking for stuff last season, uh, I didn't actually know that he's actually a youth coach at Macclesfield Town at the moment. Uh, so let so his actual name isn't Sean Goater. This is going to blow your mind, Rich. His his actual first name is Leonard. His ser- his middle name is Sean. Well, it's just he, as well I was sat down because that that has that has blown my mind. <laughs> He's lied to us all the but no, he is MBE. He is Bermudan, and he was uh, top scorer at Man City four seasons ah, running. Take that, Pete. So he is the equivalent to Sergio Aguero. Take that, take that, and your your rule change. I can't, I kind of feel that I only know that because of it. I came across it last. It season, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter how you know it. The fact you know it is is, is, is of great benefit to us. Um, oh, we close the gap to half a point. But yes. that that was tricky. If if you didn't no, know, if I, if I, no, we, no, no, we if would I, not have got no. that. I, know. I would have said I would have just gone with Ricardo Fuller. <laughs> so so the, the luck was on our side. I don't yeah. even know how, I'm surprised you know Ricardo Fuller's Jamaican, but uh, that good was knowledge. Just a, that was just a guess. Good. I think he's well, Jamaican. I think I've seen uh, him play for. You're Jamaican. googling it, aren't you? I, I haven't googled your keys it right tapping. now. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo Fuller is Jamaican. Yes, he is Jamaican. Right. Okay. I'm as soon as we're finished, I'm gonna get on the phone to Pete and I'm gonna tell him. But God knows what he's gonna give us next week now that we've got that. But anyway, so that pretty much wraps it up for today. Um yeah. hoping we will uh be with you next week after another six points for Spurs and uh you never know, Chris, we could be level with Chelsea. Well yeah. That twelve honest, point that twelve point be... lead could have uh, Evaporated. We could, I could, we could be at the Champions League as well. Because, uh, well, I suppose we'll be recording actually next Tuesday, so you could. Oh yeah, you could... yeah. Spurs are into the last sixteen of the Champions yeah. League. Yeah, we're ready did, to leave. Did you now. know that? We're ready to leave now. Jose, I will. I would sing my Jose song, but uh, I'll leave that. <laughs> I'll leave that. My special Jose song. Okay. Right. Uh, so See you next week. Thanks, everyone. We'll speak to you next week.